Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, episode 20. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and with me today is my beautiful, big boned, lovely co host, Prost Wit. Yay. <laughs> Second second attempt for a prefix, so and and that's what I got. Yep. All right. All right. I'll roll with it. I suppose. No, you, you sound thrilled that that's what I come up with. Yep. I'm so very thrilled. Yeah. Uh, how how are you today? Yes, not too bad. Uh, just I slept a lot because we were work working fucking hard last night. Yeah. 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 You've recently got a job at the same. The same uh, at the same pub, the same so. establishment as you are working at. Yep. Yep. And so uh, now we can see each other a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. We because do- we don't get much time to catch up. So even if it's at work. Yeah, it's good. We should um do an episode live from the live from the pub. Yeah. And get get the opinions of people around us. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that would make for a, a great video. <laughs> like. Hey, drunk sir, how how would you... Uh, what do you think of the Nintendo Switch? Like, what? <laughs> What's a Switch? Yeah, thank thank you for your time. Yep, pretty much. That's <laughs> perfect. Mint, 100%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this, uh, this episode we're going to discuss the Game of the, the Year Awards. They're still two weeks away from the time of recording this episode, but we're going to go through the categories and sort of discuss each uh, each game that's been nominated and sort of our personal opinions of uh, what we think should be in there or should win. Yep, I think that sounds... This is your idea, Bryce. So. This, is, this, this is my idea. Yes. And I think my bril- my ideas are naturally brilliant, so that's fine by me. Um, we're going to go down the list. Uh, if, if you've actually been to the Game Awards website, it had, the first option is Game of the Year. Uh, we're going to leave that till last... Obviously, if you've if you've read all this, you already know what's coming anyway. But if you haven't, yeah, you get a you get a little bit of news on your plate, and also get our perspective. <laughs> get some news on your plate. Okay. Yeah, to, well, to what to what is uh, what yeah. is nominated for what? It's also a good excuse to talk about non Nintendo games as well. It really is because, like, as much as we're nin- avid Nintendo fans, there is stuff on the list that obviously we enjoy on other platforms. Which yeah. is, you know, perfect for me. Yeah, we play like pretty much half our games on other platforms anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Alright, we'll start with Best Game Direction. So we're just going down the website. You can follow along if you're in the position to, or if you're driving your car. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so for Best Game Direction, awarded to Game Studio for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. So we've got Wolfenstein 2, Resident Evil 7, uh, Biohazard, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, okay, this entire category is pretty difficult. Um, I haven't played Zero Dawn as much as I probably should. Um, I've played the other four games in the category, Wolfenstein, Resident Evil, Zelda, and Mario. Now, Mario and Zelda, spoiler alert, is on a lot of these. Yeah. It's it's on a lot of these. Um, but in terms of, like, innovative game design, and because all of these except one, which is the one I haven't played, have all had their own respective series in the long run. Yeah. Um, but, like, in the end... 
to not pick Zelda or Mario as a Nintendo fan is really hard because both were crazy good this year. Mm. Um, but I'm also torn because I've recently bought Wolfenstein 2 as well. It's really good. It's really, really nice, actually. Um, but probably wouldn't top what they've went and done with Zelda or Mario. I won't lie to you. But the changes in Resident Evil might. 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 No, because what I think they did with Resident Evil 7 was brilliant, right? You know, they managed to turn it back around to the horror genre sort of thing and make it less action action oriented. It kind of feels like it kind of feels like those days of wandering around in a Resident Evil mansion from the first mm. game. Yeah. And they managed to refreshen up the vibe a bit. It looked it looked brilliant too, like just playing it. It was just pretty stellar. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's really hard. Um I think my 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 personal thing with this is I think for the sake of the fact that you know, a, a lot of a lot of the awards for me are going to go to Zelda and Mario. Anyway, I think my 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 solid pick for this will probably just be Resident Evil to give something else a chance. But like, I think I say that on a very equal level to those other two games. In yeah. my opinion, I think Resident Evil Seven was a brilliant entry. Mm. I'm just thinking from like a game, uh, like game development standpoint, just the reason the new Zelda and Mario are so good is because they've completely reworked how the games work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like Zero Dawn, that is fantastic and it, and it beats Zelda in story and, you know, graphics and that. But it, it it does feel like another open world game where you're following the checkpoints. Yeah, right. So that's where, that's why I don't think Horizon takes this. Um, Wolfenstein, I haven't played Wolfenstein 2. I've just bought the first one just to play through that and I'll get to the second one whenever whenever that happens but I, I would imagine it it goes like a it plays like a first person shooter you're moving through it and yeah yeah pretty much like as as good as they can make that I don't know if that will take that category um yeah so I think I haven't I haven't played um Resident Evil 7 have you played much of it? Did you finish it? Or? I haven't finished it. I've played a, I've played a decent chunk of it. But the thing is, is that it does the same thing that Zelda and Mario do. Mm. It does the same thing. They they re yeah. they refurbish the formula, made it something better, and ultimately, you know, it could it could turn the face of Resident Evil around forever, which is probably a good thing because it kind of needed it there for a long time. A lot of people weren't very happy after you know Resident Evil Five and Six and. Mm. You know, any spin-offs in between. Not many people were too happy with the series. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'll give this to Zelda, I think. Um, just based on how crazy it is when you first boot it up and you just go, you just head off. Well, yeah, yeah. That's that's the exciting thing about Zelda and it's what makes it so hard to choose between mm. Zelda, Mario and even Resident Evil in this category because I feel like all of them did that to me in a... In, their, in its own unique way yeah and I, I, I think I've said this off mic as well to you but Zelda's one of the only games where if my save file gets deleted I'll be annoyed because obviously lost shrines and progress doing that but most of the progression's just in your head yeah like knowing where to go yep absolutely and I, no games have made exploration that fun no to me no no absolutely 
and I can 100% understand it from that yeah. viewpoint. Yeah. So I'll, I'll pick Zelda for that one. So cool. actually, we might as well actually do a little, little vote here while we're at it. Yeah, well, hey, go ahead. I've, re- I've already done my votes, but we can do yours here while you... Yeah. You know. why, why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's only two weeks away, right? So, next category is for best narrative. Uh, our options for best narrative are What Remains of Edith Finch, Near Automata, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Wolfenstein 2, and Horizon Zero Dawn. So, I'll let you talk about this category first. All right. I haven't actually played um, Hellblade or What Remains of Edith Finch. I've heard fantastic things about both. I haven't played Wolfenstein 2. heard fantastic things about that. Um, I've only played the little bit of Nier that you made me play before this podcast because yep, this is one of your favorite games of the year. Absolutely. Um, so I'll probably just have to go over Horizon Dawn. Um, right. Horizon Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. Purely because of its... Uh, when the game first started, it's going through a... Just light spoilers for Horizon. You start off as Aloy when she's a child and it's sort of a cutscene of showing her progressing growing up until when she's an adult. And just, I don't know why, but I teared up in that bit. I have no idea why. Like, stirred an emotion within you. Yeah, it, it did something. I'm like, holy shit, this, this is awesome. And like, just the story uh, so far through what I've been going through has just been really good. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. What about yourself? Okay, so I haven't played What Remains of Edith Finch. Always here. Obviously, I've heard a good thing about that. Mm. Um, Hellblade, Send Your Sacrifice. I'm very interested in playing, but haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I just love the look of it, but just, yeah. And, of course, Horizon Zero Dawn, I also have not played. Um, I've played Wolfenstein 2, and I've played uh, Nier. Okay. So the pick the pick for me is out of this category, to be honest, of course. Um but Wolfenstein two so far is cool. It's a cool setting. Um, like as much as I've played. Mm. You know. Spoiler alert if you if you don't read the back of boxes, um <laughs> it's it's about a whole Nazi regime taking over America. If you don't look at the box in general. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's 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 about the whole Nazi regime taking over America and you as the infamous BJ Blaskowitz <laughs> um join the resistance to take down the Nazi regime. Um so I think it's there's there's a lot of potential in there. Yeah. It looks really good and I'm really excited for it. Um to keep to keep playing obviously. But um yeah, for in terms of narrative I think that there's a lot more hidden in Nier. Uh, now, the little bit that I've made you play so far, that was only the beginning. That was only first stretch. Mm-hmm. But um, something I've discovered playing through... Because I originally played this game on PC. I picked it up on PS4 again this week because I was like, this game needs my attention and I've been putting it off for a long time. Uh, my PC doesn't run it very well, so I'd better play it. Um, and... So, I picked it up, and I started doing more side quests during the initial story, which is 2B story, hmm. and there's a lot of stuff that I missed, a lot of stuff that, you know, when you look at it from another perspective, you're like, oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, the whole 
the whole setup for the and this is going to be like spoilers, of course, but um, shut up. <laughs> um, the whole the whole thing with Near Automata is that you're playing as androids. You're trying to take to a degree take back Earth uh, from the machines. Now, there's a whole exposition on that that I'm not going to go into. The problem with Nier is that it actually dates all the way back to Drakengard 1 on PS2. Hmm. So, there's a whole like bunch of lore there. Do you know there's, all that? Do you know? I don't. Yeah. Well, I, okay, I've watched a recap video, but from personal experience, I do not. But there is a lot there that can just be summed up. With Nier Automata, there's only one thing you really need summed up that's at the end of Nier hmm. on Xbox 360 PS3. Uh, that needs to be explained in order for you to get some of the stuff that's happening in happening in Near Automata. Yeah. Otherwise, it's its own story. Um, but it becomes very much prevalent on the fact of um humanity in other thi- in things other than humans. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, as, as much as I can, yeah. It's it's a yeah. <laughs> it, it's 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 a morality story, and uh, there's a lot of stuff hidden in the cracks. Where if you're looking at it enough, you get a whole completely different perspective. I've only done one and a half stories. There's supposed to be three plus a fourth. There's ending A, B, C, and D. Uh, three of those, you you know, you you go from a different perspective each time. And then the fourth is the full ending. And that that is my goal is to get through it this week because I'm so sucked into the narrative. I really want to know more about it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably talk about it to myself at a later date. <laughs> talk about it to yourself. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> I'll talk about it when um, I play it too. So, basically, I need to, you need to let me borrow that and I'll let you borrow Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And we'll get around to it. Yeah. Uh, best art direction. Now, <laughs> all right, read them out. Read them out. Yeah, this is going to be. A... So it's uh, Destiny 2, Cuphead, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Persona 5, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. So <clears throat> I have played every single one of these games except Horizon. Every single one. Um. Now. I have no idea why Destiny 2 is there. It's a pretty game. I get, like... It's got pretty cool aesthetics. But... uh, I don't know. It just... The thing is, is that I enjoy Destiny Destiny 2 a lot more than I do Destiny 1. Mm. Because I didn't play the crap out of Destiny 1. I didn't really agree with the sales ethics that's going on with that. But... Um, Destiny 2 does not feel that much different to Destiny 1 in terms of art direction. It just, yeah. you know, it, it really yeah. doesn't. So I, I don't see it as something like, whoa, that blew my head off. Whereas then, you know, you've got games like Cuphead that is like completely hand-drawn all the way through. It has its own, you know, old cartoon design. Like you've never really seen that in a video game before. Well, no, like you, like, you yeah. see, hand drawn, hand drawn, frame by frame type of type of type of stuff. But with Cuphead, it's in usually it's in usually that's in fighting games. And when I say that, I refer to stuff like Cole, uh, Skullgirls, yeah, uh, or Blaz Blue stuff like that. Mm. Whereas this is more of like an adventure platformer that really you know does does the art style justice. Everybody's in love with Cuphead right now. It's obviously a great game. Um, but then you've got the other two on the list that I've played, which is Zelda and Persona. Now, 
Persona is probably my JRPG of the year. Um, it is a damn good game and deserves attention. Like, if, you, if you're planning to play it, it deserves a lot of attention. Um, and Zelda, in terms of art direction... Yeah, I think it's a beautiful game. Like, I think it's beautiful as well. It just sort of... Uh, it could use the, a bit more powerful hardware to really realise that. I, I think, think so too. Yeah, because yeah. do you remember the uh, the original E three reveal? Oh yeah, it looks amazing. Like, like if 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 that if that like you could have this game running on a powerful PC, it probably would look like that. Yeah, and that would yeah. be stunning. But as it is on Switch, um, it's beautiful. But it's obviously been dumbed down. Mm. I think I think at that point they they had a lot of high expectations for the Switch. Yeah, but even then it was announced as a Wii U game, so I don't know. Obviously, they were just blowing out their ass. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> like, yeah, it it did look much better on like from that perspective. But apparently, and this was this came up in news in that was uh, I can't remember who who it was that said it. I think it was Anuma, but he was like, "Yeah, this is the direction for Zelda from now on. This is how we're gonna do it." Sort of thing. Open world, big big open world. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'll probably have more story context next time and stuff like that, of course. But, like, they they want to have... The thing is with Zelda, of course, the original vision for it has always been you need a big playground to explore. That is that is Zelda. Yeah. And then it got linear for a lot of time. Like, a long time. So, yeah. um... Maybe it did look... Maybe it did have that art direction, like, that look, but they made it even bigger. Yeah, water. I think so. Yeah, so I think that's what happened. I think that's what they came around to because if you look at it from the perspective of the the scenes in that trailer, you try to find somewhere that looks like that in the game now. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's you, it's you won't you won't find it. You know, <laughs> There's so much going on. Yeah, of course, There's like all, all the grass just moving, <laughs> even yeah, it's a massive world, and you know, it's mm. just there are snippets when like the sun's rising and you're going over hills, reflecting off the hill. The uh, the grass is shimmer like shimmering. You're like, oh, yeah, you just like, awesome, pretty. Then sometimes at night time, you're on like a bit of dirt that's for the same texture. You're like, oh, <laughs> not so much. Yeah, just depends where you are. But um, don't think Zelda takes this category, even though I absolutely love the way the game looks. Yeah, of course. Um, Horizon Zero Zero Dawn is a fantastic looking game. I like, I love just the designs of like the enemies and. Like, when this game was first leaked, it was first leaked by, like, a Chinese website. Yep. And it was basically like, oh, there's a cave, a cave woman shooting a bow and arrow at a, a robot. Like, holy crap, that looks like the coolest idea for a video game <laughs> I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And the game looks stunning, like, like everywhere you go. Um, I don't know. Personally, I think I might vote for Cuphead. Oh, yeah. I think... I think it's a pretty clear choice between Cuphead and Persona for me. Yeah. Um, Persona. What Persona doesn't deliver in particularly amazing graphics, it delivers in uh, just like the graphic design set. Yeah. Like, just uh, just opening the menu. Just even opening yeah. the menu is damn cool. Like, if you can make something look as damn cool as opening a menu, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know like, what you mean. It, I know exactly what you mean. It yeah. just it yeah it makes the game feel like completely. Just oh. 
I don't. I don't know. Persona. Persona really is just. A joke. Ooze, it just oozes style. It does. Yeah. It really does. And you know, if you haven't played Persona Five, I immediately recommend it. Mm. Um, you have to spend some time in it. I'm going to say about eighty hours or so to get it to get it finished to a semi-rushing degree. I mean, I bought it when I got busy and I got nowhere near finishing it. Get around to it someday. Yeah, no, I will. It's, yeah. it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's going to be a bit of free time at the start of this year by the looks of the game releases and yeah. work and things like that. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you get around to it. All right, next category, Bryce. We've got a next score slash music. We've got Destiny 2, Cuphead, Nier, uh, Legend of Zelda, Mario Odyssey, and Persona 5. Yep. Um, You talk about this one to start with. No, Destiny, uh, it all sounded good. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing stellar. Nothing, nothing, but... I mean, a lot, a lot of this music, it works great in the games, but it's really the music that uh, you're inspired to go out and download to your iPhone and listen to the soundtrack. That's when you know it's an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. Like The Legend of Zelda, it sets the mo- no, it sets the mood so well, but I got the, uh, the soundtrack with the uh, limited edition, you put it in, it's like crickets chirping and wind, <laughs> and wind and that. There's 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 a couple of themes like the the main theme for the game when you start it up and uh what's the what's the, what's the oh, tip of my tongue the uh, the big rock guys their theme Talos theme the Talos theme like they they're like you know oh yeah but but a lot of the music is just atmosphere for the game yeah which works awesome I think the thing with the Breath of the Wild music too though is that it makes really good remixes. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes awesome remixes. Yeah, we've but... played a couple on this show, which were just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good, that Dallas remix. Chime, love you. <laughs> um, Cuphead. Um, I can't really remember any Cuphead's music. I mean, it's it, the, thing with, the thing with Cuphead's music is it's very fitting, obviously, to the design of the game. But yeah. the, in saying that, I don't think there's anything else you could add to Cuphead and make it seem as good. Like it has to, it has to have that style of music, right? Yeah. Like, why would you put it on a game that's based on like an old style cartoon and not give it music that's set around the same era? You just have like heavy, like heavy music, <sighs> heavy metal, like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> what else are you supposed to do, sort of thing? Hmm. Um, and then you've got Mario near Persona Five. I'm, I'm thinking Persona Five for this one. You never see it coming. <laughs> what, what do you think? You've uh, you've actually finished Persona, so you would have heard majority of the music. I really love Persona 5's music. It's kind of hard. Uh, it's kind of a hard category for me, right? Uh, because Persona, okay, Persona Five and Nier Automata are going to be between my two picks for this one. Okay, uh, I know you haven't played much Nier Automata yet, but sometimes the music is just perfect. Mm. in Neuron Domino well it, it even stood out to me in that little bit that we played before yeah yeah like yeah like it, it's it's really good like, in saying that Super Mario Odyssey that's got a fantastic soundtrack too can't no I'm I'm not I'm not okay I'm not dolting it back but I think it's I think it's really hard to make a song that's purely instrumental and be happy to listen to it at least from my perspective right I like vocals it really, has a couple of vocal songs in there it, I mean it does obviously you've got um, jump up, stoop star, and yeah, stuff like that, which are fantastic, and it's created like it's created one of my favorite moments in gaming. Mm. Which, if you've played through Mario Odyssey, you know what I'm talking about when I say that. 
but um yeah i think the thing is is that the the ambiance and the theming of music and stuff like that between games like near near and persona 5 things just kick in at the right time all the time and they never stop yeah and yeah. Uh, both those games have a soundtrack that's almost 100% filled with vocals in their soundtrack mm. so like it's very rare it's very rare a song doesn't have vocals somewhere in the background yeah. in them and that's that's why i think a mario uh, odyssey's soundtrack doesn't jump out as much as um it probably should for someone like me who's a huge mario fan because super mario galaxy i don't think you can top that soundtrack no exactly you know it's massive orchestrated and like, and it's just and that kicks in at the perfect time yeah that's one of those that's again that's one of those soundtracks that works really well without vocals do you know what i mean like that that that's one of my main memories from mario galaxy just like landing on a planet and mario puts his arms up it's like welcome to the galaxy but it just like the orchestra kicks in you're like, yeah oh. it's fantastic yeah it's just oh it's the same thing with you know it's the same thing with these two games for my my picks here is that both of them sound damn amazing at the right time and like their soundtracks are just catchy i've always got um the cafe Le Blanc theme <laughs> stuck in my head yeah it's lovely i love it it's so and it's the theme on my ps4 my persona 5 theme has it as well oh, so it's really? just constantly playing the cafe leblanc theme it's so soothing oh, i no it. wonder it's stuck in your head yeah but it's but it does it's not even just that song yeah. it's like you've got you've got the song at the final boss and stuff like that it's just like oh it's so epic it's so good <laughs> it's just placed in at the right time it's so good but um yeah i don't know i think i'll i think i'll settle on mm, probably persona for that one yeah i'll give it to persona yep uh, best audio design. So this is uh, similar with the, uh, the soundtracks, but this is more atmosphere, as we were talking about with um, Breath of the Wild. So yep. we got we got Destiny Two, Hellblade, Resident Evil, Zelda, and Super Mario Odyssey. Um, haven't played Hellblade, but here that's fantastic because it's like it's about um, sort of mental health, and you've got things whispering to you all the time. I think I think they use. From what I've heard, they use their... Have you actually watched the piece? development process and stuff of it? No, I haven't, no. It's really crazy. Like, they had... The, at times, they just had, like, a, a full perspective mic where, like, it takes in sound from all directions and sometimes they just had people, like, circling around this microphone, whispering in it at different times and stuff like that. So, when you hear it in the game, in 7.1, you've just got these voices buzzing like around your head mm. like it's meant to psych you out it looks really cool yeah but um i i think it's i think it's pretty ingenious yeah. um but for me until i actually play the game it's gonna ha- be hard for me to judge it do you know what i mean yeah but it looks really promising to be honest like i'm thinking back on this year i wish i spent my money on like hellblade and Edith Finch or something instead of Destiny Two. <laughs> yeah, know? the thing uh, is with the thing is with Destiny Two is it was just kind of a time sink. It was a, it was a fun bit of a time sink, but yeah, in the end, <laughs> yeah. time sinks the time sink, right? Like, you know, by my argument with Destiny Two was is that like now that I've done everything, I don't feel like doing anything more until the next expansion or whatever comes out. Hmm. I don't I don't feel like there's enough in the game at the at the current point in time to call it a complete game. Hmm. Um, um so, yeah. been, people will argue against it, I suppose, but yeah. Well people who love it like love oh. it. But, um Re- Resident Evil, um how how do they use audio in this? Did they use it to like creep you out and obviously Well 
Yeah, um, ambient sound wasn't as much as a thing because they kind of favoured more towards like what's happening in the house. Now you have to remember that like this game takes in, in takes place in just a, just a house. Yeah, for the most part, the only time you ever leave it is like one point uh, in the middle of the game, and one point at the end of the game, and then that's it. Yeah, you know, so. There's there's things always constantly going in on, on in the house. The family's walking around. They're making noises and shit like that. You know, it's it's made to creep you out. Made, it, you, you're fearing this family the entire time. Like, you don't want to run into them. So, having stuff like that pop up from time to time really gives you the chills. You're just like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't want to want to face Jack again with his creepy-ass head that he can shoot off and not not die from no yeah you know it, it's it's more about like just just how it feels when you're walking around that house um whereas games you've got games here like Senua's Sacrifice that's more about like what's going on in the character's mind and how it portrays like mental illness and stuff mm. uh and then you've got games like Zelda where the ambiance changes depending on Sometimes where you are, like Zelda has some very subtle but genius uh, sound design where like if you stand in certain areas, you wouldn't notice, but if you speed up the music in that area fast enough or whatever's going on in the background, that's like all, all you hear when you're like just listening to it is like, boom, bloom, boom, yeah, type of thing. But if you speed that up, you know, if you go to the Temple Time, get that music, speed that up. That's the Temple of Time theme going on in the background. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's been like designed in such a way that you wouldn't be able to tell. You just think it's like you know, nice little ambience music. Yeah. So, you know, you could have like thirty-minute tracks there that's just like, blum, boom, boom. but then like when you again when you speed it up, it's just yeah, yeah. like a. The Guardian music, like it's it's not super like a lot a lot of the times in games, uh, they'll try to make you feel stressed by doing this like like your music fits quite fast. Yeah. Whereas the Guardian music, it's quite just it's kind of mellow in some ways, but it still stresses you out. Yeah. Like it's really well done. I like the crazy piano at the start of the Guardians music. Yeah. We've really got to stop trying to do soundtracks. Uh, it's, it's fine. But yeah, I, I think for the, for the sake of this category though, I think I, my safe pick will probably be um, probably, probably Zelda for me. Only because I haven't played Hellblade and I know that I've got a lot to expect from Hellblade. Yeah. Uh, so well, at the start of the game, it says best played with headphones. It actually, tells, oh yeah, it actually tells yeah. you to put them on. Yeah, and um, I mean, I will get around to it. Mm. I absolutely will because it does intrigue me. So yeah, I'll give my vote to Zelda, but that's only because I'm naive on Hellblade. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I, I'm. I really got to try the game out because it does look incredible. Mm-mm. Okay, I really need to buy it really because it's uh, they're in, they've gone independent. Oh okay. Yep. So. Yeah. So we've got best performance here. Uh we've got Melanie Jurgens for <laughs> se- uh, as Senua in Hellblade. Uh 
you got Laura Bailey in Uncharted Lost Legacy as Nadine Ross. Mm-hmm. You've got Claudia Black as uh, Chloe Fraser in Uncharted The Lost Legacy. You've got Brian Bloom in Wolfenstein 2 as BJ Blazkowicz. And you've got Ashley Birch for Horizon Zero Dawn as Alloy. Mm. Now, do you remember any of these characters? Yeah, I've got um, the Uncharted characters and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably go Laura Bailey for Nadine Ross. You think so? I think so. Just the... Um, just especially in the Uncharted games, how they, uh, how they captured the emotion and of the characters so well. Yep. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, Aloy's a cool character, but uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't know really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a hard category because it's not voting on actual, like, you, you're trying to think back to all these characters, and you're kind of like, eh. but like the only character I know on this list is. And the guy that does uh, B.J. Blazkowicz in Wolfenstein 2. And I really, so far, I've really liked B.J. Blazkowicz's monologuing and stuff like that. It's been... <coughs> Sorry. Um, and it's like a pre-story that really shook me to Wolfenstein 2. And yeah. his voice was just perfect for it. So who's, who is who is B.J. in the game? B.J. Blazkowicz is the main character. The protagonist, yeah. Yep, he's yep. a protagonist. So, um, like, he's, he's like monologuing like his own past sort of thing at the start of the game I'm not gonna yeah yeah. yeah. but with his voice it was just perfect for it right it was it was awesome it brought a tear to my eye to a degree and I was like you know it feels like it feels like a man that had risen from the ashes sort of thing as a as a kid and he made his own way in life and now he's here sort of thing and it was really good but um, yeah as the as the only person that I know on the list as of now, I'll I'll probably put it in for him. Mm. But yeah. So, we'll move on to the next category, I think. <laughs> games for Impact. Games for Impact. Now, this is also hard because this is just a bunch of games I've not played. <laughs> um, uh, likewise, yeah. So, Please Knock on My Door. Night in the Woods. Life is Strange Before the Storm. Bury Me, My Love. What Remains of Edith Flinch. Or Finch, sorry. And uh, Hellblade. And Hellblade. Yes. I think I'll give it to Hellblade just out of the fact that I need to play that game. Mm. Um, I have not even played the first episode of... The, the first set of episodes of Life is Strange, so... Oh, it's so good. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I just, I just haven't played this because I'm sort of... I just want all the episodes in one spot and I'll buy it and download it then. I just don't... But, like, mm. I, I played... I've played episodic games before. I've played Wolf Among Us. I've played The Walking Dead. Yeah. The Walking Dead brought an absolute tear to my eye and I this, loved this it. This is up there with the first season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. But if I, I don't know. If, if I let you borrow it, because I've got it on disc, would you play it? Oh, yeah. Not yeah. straight away. i got some other crap to play, but yeah, I'll play yeah, it eventually. But the thing play. is, is every, everybody's just like, oh, like... I've had that before with this. I've Like, somebody said, like, oh, will you play it if I let you borrow it? And I'm just like, oh, I guess... Hmm. sort of thing but I never got around to it because it never got lent to me and I'm just like eh. yeah it's a shame really because I'd like the, like I haven't heard of Bury Me My Love or Please Please Knock On My Door but the other four they're all games I'm like I really want to play yeah just haven't um had the time to get to them 
Yeah, fair enough. Especially I mean, especially this year with all the Nintendo stuff, it's been a yeah, lot of money, a lot of time. This year's been a very Nintendo year for me, like yeah. without question. It's you know, I, I've still played other things, of course, you know, it's it's been a massive year in gaming. It's been so good. Hmm. But it's been, too, it's been too good. It's been too good to a degree, yeah, because yeah. I can't keep up with everything. There's so much out there. Like, even you with uh, Persona 5. Like if, like, if you want to play Persona 5, which is one of the games of the year, that's a lot of time you've got to set, set aside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Zelda, 150 hours <laughs> I put into Zelda. Yeah. You know, Mario, I put 50, 60 hours into so far. Yeah. You know, in the end, it's just that there is a lot of stuff out there. It's not just. Yeah, it's all that on top of a. It's it's not out of complete ignorance, is what I'm trying to say. It's just there's too much going on, mm. you know. But yeah, uh, I'll, I'll give it I'll give it to Senua's Sacrifice because it's the game I'm mo- most interested in. Yeah, I might too because that's the game I'm most interested in as well. Yeah. But Life is Strange, I'm really keen to play that as well. Get in and play that, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, friend of the show, Seamus Mullins, really likes Edith Finch. So yeah, yeah. Um, he said that's his personal. Well, last time I talked to him, he said that was his game of the year. So I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'll have to have a look at it. I've, I've heard things about it, but I haven't, haven't, yeah, yeah, acted upon them, obviously. Because I'm in the mood for just sitting down, getting a story, turning it off, being done. Of course, as well, especially after playing so many long games this year. Yeah, they need to be on Switch. They do. They need to be on. Then Switch, you can pick them up and play them. Yeah, of course, you can go anywhere with them. Uh, so the next category is for best ongoing game. All right, so I don't even, I don't even play ongoing games. So. <laughs> I do, so I can actually talk about this category. So, our our nominees for on, ongoing games here are Warframe, Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, Grand Theft Auto Online, Destiny 2, and PUBG. Or Player Unknown's Battlegrounds if you really, really need the full title. Yeah. But everybody just knows it as PUBG. Um, I'm just going to put my very small two cents in. Um, because you've played Overwatch a little bit. I've played Overwatch a little bit. Oh, that's about Actually, it that, that barely even counts the amount I've played Overwatch. Mm-hmm. But just from what I'm hearing from all these communities through podcasts or articles or whatever, um, it sounds like GDA is doing the coolest things with their online. Right. Just adding things and always keeping the community up to date with what they want. Just uh, the fact that people are studying motorbike gangs and they actually look at that and be cool and actually implement that in the game. Yeah. Like, that is one of the coolest things. But even Overwatch, they're doing that with this uh, Iron Fist character, aren't they? Doom, Doom Doomfist. Doomfist. Like they, they went and did that as well. Yeah, the the demand for it was so large that they made it one of their top priority things. Yeah, so they both. I think both of those games are doing awesome things with their, their communities. Um, Rainbow Six Siege. They've they've made their game from an okay game to an awesome game just through listening to the community. Yeah, constantly improving. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Yeah. Um, Destiny Two, awesome. It was an awesome launch. Yeah. Not much after that. <laughs> um, yeah, we're still waiting on the DLC. Yeah, very soon. It's a couple of weeks. I think so. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to be a good game for a lot of people. Uh, what's the uh, PUBG? That's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. That's one of the biggest games this year, just for impact. Yep. Um, and Warframe. I've got nothing to say on Warframe. Okay, so I I will run through each of these because I've at least played every single one. Okay. Uh, Warframe had a really big update this year and people say that it's probably one of the best things that ever come to the game, right. I guess. Now, the thing is, is Warframe is... Fr- out of all of these, Warframe is free to play. Yeah. Um, 
it's not very apparently according to people that have put more time into the game than I have I've only played it for a couple of hours but they say it's not very pay to win at all and you can play the game almost 100% free it's a bunch of fun and like I've been meaning to play more of it but at the moment I just don't care there's just too much else mm. If it's a free to play game, I can go. Yeah. I can go to it at any time. I uh, I redeemed it when I first got my PS4, but because mm. there's like nothing else to play mm. apart from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But apparently, yeah, it's just one of those games that's super good on that type of thing for a free to play game. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is really good. It just keeps adding more content. Sure, you have to pay for some of it. That's a given. But yeah. um, the thing with Rainbow Six Six Siege is it could just be the ongoing like. What I, what I would call the S&D uh, eSport game. Yeah. Search and Destroy eSport game. Because it's it's all about tactical advantaging, making making the right breaches at the right time, setting up the right barricades when you need to, correct camera positioning. Like, there's a lot to it. Yeah. There's tons to it. And there's, <laughs> yeah. a sh- you know, there's like a, an ever-expanding roster of characters. The developers have actually said... They wouldn't mind if it gets up to the level of League of Legends, where they have 150 different characters that all do all do different things. Wow! Yeah, you know they just want to keep adding on to it because it's a really unique experience in terms of multiplayer games. Um, it has gone absolutely from an okay game to a great game. Yeah, and that's what's good about it. Um, <clears throat> now I have spent a lot of time in Overwatch. A lot of time in Overwatch. <laughs> I've stopped playing it more more recently because I feel like some of the they're having they're having real trouble with the meta at the moment in the online. Okay, are they like in the rank in the ranked sort of sense? Yeah, because there was a long time there where it was basically like whoever, whichever team had the best mercy won. Right, she was just that that broken, and it was a massive problem. But in saying that. There's also been metas where it's just like, if you don't have three tanks, you don't win. Or, you know, like, the problem with Overwatch is it's always going to have an ever-changing meta that just seems ridiculous. It's really hard to balance Overwatch, I feel. Um, because having a team of six, you could come up with a team of anything. And it really makes, you know, quite the shocker to it. But, yeah. Um, GTA Online, as you said, you know, fan stuff. I don't play much GTA Online, but I did and it was okay just pure, uh, just pure fun just well yeah as as it is and stress losing your money uh, <laughs> Destiny 2 is Destiny 2 in my opinion I can't really comment on that uh, PUBG is here as well uh, PUBG is also somewhere else on this monks of games but I'm going to talk about that a bit later uh, PUBG has a lot of potential uh, I don't think I don't think their ideas are in the right place right place at the moment because they're really trying to push it as an eSport but what they need to be focusing on is finishing the development of the game right now. Yeah. But I'll talk about that a bit more later on because you should probably try and make a headway through this list a bit. Yeah. Just these, just out of this category, like best ongoing game. Do you think uh, Destiny Two and uh, PUBG haven't been out long enough to sort of give them the award? These games have been out for at least you know a year or two, whereas they've proven themselves as an ongoing game a bit. Yeah. More. Yeah, I, th- I do think I do think any one of those other four should deserve it. Yeah, because it could be the same time next year. PUBG's just gone. Well, exactly. You don't know. The thing is, is like I said, PUBG has a lot of potential. That doesn't mean they're going to fill that potential. Mm. It looks like they definitely are. Probably, maybe with the amount of people. We'll playing. see. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it briefly a bit later. We'll yeah. we'll try and get through. Yeah. 
we're getting we're getting down into the more niche category, so we'll try and move a little bit faster. So with best this mobile thing. game, we have got Fire Emblem Heroes, Super Mario Run, Old Man's Journey, uh, Monument Valley Two, and Hidden Folks. Not big on mobile games. Mario Runs pay pay to play price shits me, so I never bought it. And uh, I, I was fine with the price, just uh, the the, the requi- fact that it was always online was annoying. Yeah, because. When I would want to play it, I wouldn't be online. So what's the point? So I never bought it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes probably takes this category for me because I'm a absolute gacha game nerd and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've got my own little Fire Emblem Heroes account that I love. Mm. Uh, I haven't played the other games, but uh, Monument Valley One was awesome. I didn't even I didn't even realize there was a number two no. until going down this list. So I'll be interested to play that. Yep. No, oh, this category is Fire Emblem Heroes for me. I just never look at um mobile games, but there's some really interesting yeah. ideas on that platform. Uh, best handheld games: so Poochie and Yoshi's Woolly World, Monster Hunter Stories, Metroid: Samus Returns. Uh, what's the? Let's go down a bit. Forever, oh, Ever Oasis and Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadow of Valentia. This entire category for me has been like kind of a farce this year because of the Switch. Uh, yeah, I won't lie Absolutely. to you. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is though, is that I've heard good things about Samus Returns, Ever Oasis, and Fire Emblem. Um, I personally think out out of out of just looking at the games, Samus Returns would probably take it for me. Mm, well, uh, Samus Returns is the only one I've actually played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it looks really good, and I think it's a good iteration of Metroid Two. Yoshi's Woolly World was a Wii U game to us, so yeah, exactly. So, really, not much of a not much of a change there for us. I don't yeah. think yeah, we sort of ignored the 3DS this year, apart from Metroid and Pokemon. I guess <laughs> not really. I guess Pokemon. No, oh, you haven't played Pokemon, but no, don't get around to it. Again, I'm only going to play it. I'm probably not going to invest best VR in. game I've only used a VR helmet once in my life yeah I've never used a VR helmet in my life but the most appealing thing looking to me in general is super hot VR yeah so there's super hot VR Star Trek Bridge Crew Lone Echo slash Lone Echo or yeah Echo Arena uh, Farpoint and Resident Evil 7 probably just say Resident Evil 7 because it's a full-fledged game uh, or yeah. VR I think super I think super hot is like crazy interesting to see played in VR yeah true yeah. I think I think it looks really good and it, it's super hot it's one of those games where it's just like artistic as artistic as hell without really mm. trying to be I haven't seen a lone I haven't seen Echo Arena for a actual gameplay but I've heard it just described in podcasts it sounds super fun yeah. so I'm not sure how that translates to actually doing it yeah I'd really love to pick up a, a VR helmet but yeah well, eventually, one day. I mean, at the moment, their PSVRs are cheapish, but yeah. Uh, best action game. Yeah, so we got Prey. Uh, how do you pronounce that again? Neo. Neo. That's all right. <laughs> Destiny Two, Cuphead, and Wolfenstein Two. Ah, uh, also hard for me. Action game. So far, in an action perspective, I've had the most fun with Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like Cuphead is a platformer, and it just feels like Mega Man to me, which is fine because it's like I, I feel like that's what it needs to be, yeah. sort of thing. Doesn't scream action to me, Cuphead. 
No, not yeah. really. Actually, that's like Destiny Two has been just very much a RPG grind type thing. Yeah, Destiny, like the, why why I was enjoying it is just pretty much seeing the bars fill up and experience yeah. fill up and stuff. Yeah. Not because probably probably Neo looks like it would be up there for that, but I haven't played played that one. No, neither. I th- I th- I'm go- I'm going to give it to Wolfenstein simply because I can like just. Uh, equip two completely irrelevant guns to each other and just go to town it's really fun doing mm. that uh, best action adventure game we've got Uncharted Lost Legacy Assassin's Creed Origins The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Super Mario Odyssey and Horizon Zero Dawn easy for me Zelda yeah so uh, for action game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving that just kind of says Zelda yep yeah, I'll go, especially for just traversing. Well, yeah, in Zelda, climbing. The thing is, with Zelda, is there's so many different ways to get around one particular obstacle. Mm. And it, I, I mean, you could say that about Mario as well, because Mario has um, like a proper way to do things, but then there's also a way that's not exactly the proper way to get around things. Oh yeah. But I feel like Zelda has a lot more options. I feel like we haven't really voted for Mario for any of these categories, have we? The thing is, is that Mario, Mario, in my opinion, is overshadowed by Zelda for a lot of these categories. Yeah. The thing is, is that if they were completely, if they were, if they were counted as different sets of games, it'd be like, well, yeah, you know, I loved Mario Odyssey. Don't get me wrong, but Zelda just takes the cake for me. Hmm. I don't think they could get much better. <laughs> so we got best role playing games. We've got South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Final Fantasy Fifteen, Dive in the Original Sin Two. I've heard really good things about that. Yeah. Near and uh, Persona Five. Okay. <coughs> this category sucks. <laughs> this category sucks because it ha- because it has three games in it that I love to death, and that's uh, Near Persona and Final Fantasy Fifteen. I feel like Final Fantasy Fifteen doesn't get the credit that it deserves. Uh, a lot of people seem to forget that this game was in development for 10 years, yes, and people think that was, but that, they just assume that that's a, like, a smooth development process, which is not correct. If you know anything about the development process of Final Fantasy XV, it has been anything but. Uh, it landed in Tabata's hands within the last, like, two years or something like that. And he managed to craft, like, what was a fantastic game, despite the restrictions that Square Enix placed on top of him with it. And I loved the entire experience. There was there was parts where it weren't solid, sure. Yeah. But for a game that has been scrapped and put back on development and changed, and th- th- it changed from Final Fantasy Versus to fucking Final Fantasy XV. <laughs> like, it was such a massive development cycle where Tabata was not even involved for half of it. Or even more than half of it, yeah. and then when he finally got in the in the leader's seat, he managed to pull off what was, in my opinion, a very heart wrenching and very touching story. And the game itself was just fun to play, and I'm I'm about to go back and play it again, um, because they've almost they've almost finished with all the DLC, so yeah. I'm gonna go through it again, do everything, and yeah, have a bunch of fun with it. Um, yeah. yeah, South Park's another game I haven't got around to, which I really want to. That's a game I want on Switch, actually. Yeah, that's a game I really want on Switch because that that can't that will run probably 
<laughs> I'm not a developer. <laughs> it looks yeah. like it could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess it'll come down to um, these two for you almost, wouldn't it? Yeah. Near and Persona again. Well, no, it's a three-way tie for me because yeah, I feel Final like... Final Fantasy. I feel like both... I feel like 15 deserves more credit, but yeah. Hmm. Sure. Persona 5, why not? Yeah, well... <laughs> Again? The thing is, is that... Yeah, Persona 5 is a damn good game and it's really hard to beat it. Yeah. All right, best fighting game. Best fighting Best fighting game. Yeah, the game. You want to play the game? The game. All right. Tekken 7, Nithog 2, Marvel vs. Capcom, Infinite, uh, Injustice 2, and ARMS. ARMS. ARMS is in a category. Holy shit. It's a... How many votes do you reckon Arms is going to get compared to uh, Justice 2 or Tekken? It's totally going to be Tekken. You reckon? I reckon it's going to be Tekken. I reckon it's going to be Injustice 2. No, I don't know. I think that's by far the more popular game this year. I don't know. I, I've barely played any Injustice 2. I never even 2, thought of Nithog 2 as a fighting game. No, neither. <laughs> no. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is going to fall into the shallow pool of nobody's nobody cares unfortunately because it's not Marvel vs. Capcom 3 well per- like just as as this isn't necessarily what I think should win but Ar- ARMS is definitely the game I've played the most out of this category this year mm-hmm. yeah and probably same probably like it's super fun mm. enjoy it a lot yeah play it heaps when it come out and play it every now and again sort of here and there these days still They've only, they've only just updated it with a character, so they're keeping it relevant. <clears throat> yeah, and it's free too. Yeah. Yeah. That's Whereas other characters to um these other games you have to pay for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'll give it to ARMS because it's the only one i played. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it to ARMS too. I think, um, just from what I've heard, Injustice sounds... Uh, I liked, best, Injust- I liked Injustice 1. Yeah, I haven't played the second one. Nah, neither. That's my issue. Yeah. All right, ARMS. Yeah. Nintendo fanboys voting for ARMS, yeah. Hitch up. <laughs> ARMS. Best family game. Right, this is going to be a Nintendo one. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> pretty much a Nintendo category here. You've got four Nintendo games and Sonic Mania. Yeah. <laughs> Splatoon 2, Sonic Mania, Mario Plus Rabbids, Kingdom Battle, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. I think uh, Mario Odyssey. For this yeah, one. Mario Odyssey. I reckon the thing is is that like Splatoon okay I don't think Mario should be there because it is a re-release Mario Kart yeah yeah yep. it, it is a re-release okay you know you yep. got Kingdom Battle uh, that's had plenty of praise and probably deserves to be there that's fine I still haven't played it <laughs> uh, you got Sonic Mania there which was the Sonic game of this year that actually got worthy votes uh, Sonic Sonic Forces has been out like what a week and it's $50. Yeah. So that says a lot about Sonic Forces. Uh, even on Switch, by the way. It's $50 on Switch. Okay, it's got a discount there too. Um, and, yeah, it's Splatoon 2. I love Splatoon 2. I think just with uh, with Mario, it's so easy to give to a kid. And even if, even if the kid's not old enough to play, I yeah. don't know if you've had experience with this with your daughter, but just... Oh, they pick it up. It's fun to watch. Yeah, of course, yeah just one of those games where it's like Mario Odyssey is you know pretty pretty straight and flat the uh god damn it I lost it (laughs) 
quintessential family game well it's, it's one of the quintessential games for the switch in general and like if if you know how a mario game works and they've been fundamentally the same ever since they started mario you jump you do jump you do jump and you can do far jumps and you can do jumps to do certain things like that's mario in a nutshell yeah okay. you know if you understand <laughs> that much about mario then you get mario odyssey and i think mario odyssey is a charming game with a lot to it so and easily gets it it just like I thought it would be um I thought it'd be closer between Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey in especially my own eyes just like between these categories but I'm always like oh Zelda oh, Zelda yeah because Zelda was really good <laughs> I all like usually I lean towards Mario a bit more so I thought I might be but Zelda's just had such a reimagination like reimagine yeah it's that, been uh, so prominent this year yeah. strategy best, game. best strategy game. <laughs> so we got XCOM 2 uh, Tooth and Tail Total War Hammer 2 uh, Halo Wars 2 and Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle um, I haven't played any <laughs> I've only played Mario Plus Rabbids and that's really good so I'll vote for that I've only ever I've, I've heard really good things about XCOM 2 and about Mario Plus Rabbids so it's really hard I'm not going to vote on this one and I don't think I actually did on my actual thing anyway because you know I don't I don't know, I just, there's even a game on the list there that you think I'd give a shit about, and that's Halo Wars, and I don't really care either. Mm. You know, I, heard, I heard that wasn't that great, even. No, Halo's not been Halo in War a good too. spot for a long time. Yeah, it's unfortunate, shame. really, yeah, yeah. because it was such a great series. Tooth and Tail, never heard of Tooth and Tail. The art style looks pretty cool. It's like, it's like cartoon mice. Cartoon mice. It's got an eye patch. It's a mouse with an eye Ooh. patch. Might even be a rat. I don't know. Might be. <laughs> All right, this is this is this is your category, Bryce. Best sports games. Oh shit! Slash racing games. Um, we got Project Cars Two, Pro Evolution Soccer, uh, twenty eighteen, NBA Two K eighteen, GT Sport, Forza Motorsport Seven, and FIFA eighteen. I haven't played any. Um, I mean, I've played FIFA. It's FIFA. <laughs> FIFA is FIFA. Yes. Uh, Project Cars Two. I'm just gonna give Project Cars Two because things I've heard. Yep. Why not? Best multiplayer, Fortnite, which I assume is the Battle Royale mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call of Duty, World War Two, Splatoon Two, Mario Kart Eight, Deluxe, uh, Destiny Two, and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. This is a hard category for me because the even even though I have I have my gripes with P, uh, with PUBG, I can't deny that some of some of the uh, greatest moments of the year have come from PUBG uh, in terms of multiplayer games. I, so much funny stuff has happened on PUBG before that it just makes me crack up laughing I think it's going to win this category by land I, I, think, yeah. I think so too because like it, it's again what I've basically what I've just said is the same reason people would be voting for it because ridiculous shit happens in PUBG and I mean the two the, oh, the three I've spent my time with is Splatoon 2 Mario Kart and um, Destiny, Destiny 2. 2 I mean I've played every every one of these games this year at least a little bit yeah um, I mean, I played Fortnite a bit too, actually, but I presume Call of Duty's <laughs> Call of Duty's similar. Call of Duty, yeah. You know, probably say Splatoon two just from my personal experience. Yeah, I'm either going to give it to Splatoon two or PUBG. I've even, but... played, I've even played a heap of Mario Kart too. I love Mario Kart. Yeah, <laughs> but again, I feel like I feel like because because it's a re-release, yeah. it doesn't yeah, it doesn't need that attention. Yeah, Splatoon two, why not? All right, cool. 
Most anticipated game presented by McCafe. What? McCafe. A McDonald's vote. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So what are you looking forward to the most? We've got The Last of Us Part 2, Red Dead Redemption 2, Monster Hunter World, uh, uh, Marvel Spider-Man, and God of War. See, this is hard for me because... Red Dead Two is is going to be the sequel of a game that I incred like I love with a passion. Yeah. Red, Red Dead One was really good. Uh, Monster Hunter World looks damn good. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man looks damn good. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm, oh. And I'm sure in somewhere is somewhere I can give a shit about God of War as well. Maybe God of War looks damn good. It looks damn good. And I don't I don't care about the other games, but this one looks. <laughs> People are going to question me for this, but like I didn't play through the entire Last of Us. I played through three hours of it, and I just I didn't I didn't find the same love, care, and attention for the characters as other people seem to. Mm. It's a shame. It, it just yeah. felt like a generic zombie game. Like it's like I gave a shit about Ellie. I gave a shit about Joel for maybe the first hour or two because. Like, the opening to that game was sad. Yeah. It was crazy sad. But, like, after that, I don't know, I played a little bit longer than that, and I'm just like, I don't know, walking around doing this stealth stuff and having to deal with zombies from time to time, it just feels like something I've played in many other games I've played before. So. Yeah, yeah I absolutely loved The Last of Us. Um, I, uh... Went back for the DLC and I got sort of. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a section where uh, the clickers they're just they're coming from all directions at you, and I just like turned off the game. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So the idea of like a sequel coming out, I'm like, oh sweet, like obviously sequel to a game I thoroughly enjoyed, but I'm just thinking like I don't really want to go back there. No, it's such <laughs> it's such a miserable, stressful place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I. I'll probably buy it. I'll probably play it, but I don't know if I want to go back there because no. it's shit. It's a shit place to be. Yeah, and that's and that's exactly what they're aiming for. But that's you know that's yeah. clickers. <laughs> they're absolutely terrifying. They are. They are. They are terrifying. But like I, I will admit again, like the game was genuinely scary at points. But I just I don't know. Everybody was play, praising it for you know these characters that. Well, even I me, really I was probably care. the one who played it up too much for you. I Maybe know. I just I just didn't care about them too much. I, so many, I know many people that played it and they're like oh my god it is so good and I'm just like you know what you know Joel's story is sad and I get that and, and like I was really upset about it too but uh, I don't care about the rest of it Yeah, I don't know I don't know it was really you know half half for me so yeah I think uh, my vote would go to Spider-Man I'm yeah, really looking forward to Spider Man. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick Red Dead because Red Dead, but Spider Man is really oh my god, damn I. Yeah, but I think it's God of War, then Red Dead, then Monster Hunter, then Last of Us because Last of Us is God knows how far away. At least, at least because God of War and Marvel is at least the first half of next year. Yeah, yeah. Last of Us isn't going to be for like a couple of years. Uh, yeah, Monster Hunter's like even that's is that January or February? That's super early as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah. it looks damn good, so I can't then, wait for that. Then Red Dead Redemption 2 is April, May-ish? Or is it a bit later than that now? I'm not sure. I, I, can't, I can't 100% tell you. I just know it's coming out next year. Yeah. So, yeah, all awesome games. Can't wait for those. Yeah, keen for it, though. Oh, you reckon uh, 
going to come to the Switch, bro. Sony's going to release God of War on the Switch. Oh, God. No. no. <laughs> Best independent game. They've got Pyre, Night in the Woods, Cuphead. Uh, oh, we've got more here. <laughs> what Remains of Edith Finch and Hellblade. Here's, here's a common occurrence across all these categories. <laughs> yeah. Cuphead, Edith Finch, <laughs> and Senua's boy. Yeah. I don't know. And, uh, I, I've, uh, I'll give it to Cuphead because I played it. <laughs> yeah. You I'll, know. I'll uh, I, I would feel a lot of these would come down to Senua's Sacrifice for me because, you know, mm. coming around to it. And we got we got best student game. It's so, a jury pick. Yeah. So we won't actually be picking in these. I was about to say, like, you know, if if we didn't know some of the other games, we definitely won't be knowing these games. We've got trending gamer, bros. Okay, so this is a category I like. Yeah, same. So we have um, you read them. I'll, I'll probably butcher. you know what I'm off people's names, so okay. okay. So we've got uh most of these will be streamers. Yes. We've got Steven Spohn of, or otherwise known as Able Gamers. Yep. We've got Maipu Grigette. That is Shroud. We've got Guy Beam, Dr. Disrespect. We've got Clint Lexer, Half Coordinated. He is the guy that I told you that ran near at AGDQ with one hand. No, that is impressive. Yeah. 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 Half Coordinated. Because I was sort of like, man, there's a lot of buttons to press. And yeah. I've got two hands. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> plays it with one hand. He does it pretty expertly. And Andrea Rain of What's Good Games. Andrea Re- Renee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just okay. I'm just, I'm just okay. saying. Just saying. Sorry. Sorry, man. Okay, so you you don't catch up with Twitch streams all that often unless they're like, you know, yeah. you don't go surfing Twitch a whole lot. I haven't been recently, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Two of the people on this list are disabled gamers, and they're really good at what they do. They play a good they play a good game. Uh, Half coordinated as a speedrunner, he's really good at video games. Despite the fact he only has one functioning hand, uh, he can play a controller like a god, which is pretty impressive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Michael Greshik. Michael Greshik. Uh, he was an ex Counter Strike GoPro. Uh, he plays a lot of PUBG now. He's one of the most popular streamers on Twitch. Uh, his streams are entertaining to watch because he's a damn good player at most gun games you watch him play. He's really impressive. Hmm. Um, I haven't. I don't know much about Andrea Renee. Yeah, she's she's the one I, only one I know actually. Yep. Uh, she, this year she started What's Good Games with like a group of friends. So she's kind of like, it's almost like the uh, female equivalent of kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, like they've got there's four four girls who have their own YouTube channel, do podcasts and things like that. She's been doing freelance work for, you know, uh, multiple video game websites for years, and uh, she actually hosted the um, Nintendo World Championship this year. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know if you remember her from that. No, I might. She, she was the lady saying thanks. What's your name? Then going into the thanks, but um, <laughs> yeah, she's also she also does work for kind of funny. She's on Kind of Funny Games daily every day, so that's how I, I know her fairly well, just from her work there. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then the the last person in this category is the two-time back-to-back 1993-1994 blockbuster video game champion, Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> this guy, I love this guy, 
and a lot of people there are a lot of people out there that don't because he's cocky that's his character okay yeah, yeah, he he's be. supposed to be a cocky asshole his show on Twitch is so well produced I love it um Guy Beam as as a person hmm. you he actually worked for Sledgehammer and did half the map designs for Call of Duty Inf- uh, Infinite War no f- Advanced is it Advanced Warfare? I can't remember the names now. Advanced Warfare's the Sledgehammer? Yeah. My bad. Sorry, I, I always get tossed up with COD names. So nowadays. do I, definitely, because they're all the friggin' same. They're all the friggin' damn same. <laughs> there's a run of them where they're... There's, yeah, something Warfare. Something Warfare, something Warfare, something Warfare, something Warfare. They should release a pack just called Call of Duty Multiple Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. but um, he yeah he he did uh, map designs for Advanced Warfare, um, and stuff like that. Now he made this character about seven years ago and did YouTube stuff playing Call of Duty as Doctor Disrespect. Mm, yeah, and he after you know they have a they have a really s- slow period obviously between Call of Duty games. Which means that they're not really they're not really particularly needed at a particular time. Right. So he quit his job at Sledgehammer after Call of Duty was said and done, Advanced War Warfare was said and done, and he went back to this character, and he streams PUBG on the daily at the moment. He used to be really popular in H1Z1 when that was relevant. Um, he plays a lot of games with Shroud um, in PUBG, right? Um, but he's 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 just damn entertaining to watch because a lot of production value goes into his show. He's he's got this character so down pat. He's you know six foot tall. What is it? Uh, six foot tall. Something inch vertical leap. You know, like he he's got everything everything uh, written down to the mustache being a poisonous Ethiopian caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> it's just random, yeah. <laughs> and just like. I don't know. He's he's a lot of fun to watch, and I think like he's genuinely uh, he genuinely cares about the character enough that he never breaks it. He doesn't he doesn't apologize for the action of the character. He kind of just expects people to understand that he's got an image to uphold with the character. You never see Guy Beam as Guy Beam. You always see him as Doctor Disrespect. He yeah. never takes off that costume. He's got that character so well laid out that he's onto it that's awesome yeah he's he's damn good he's one of my favourite streamers on Twitch and like you you cannot like him because he can be a bit of an asshole as the character but in the end you have to respect that <laughs> he's that's his fucking character you have to respect but don't yeah you have to respect that he's disrespectful <laughs> okay yeah. but yeah um, I it's hard for me because I watch a lot of Shroud a lot of, a lot of disrespect but for the sheer production value I'm going to give it to Dr. Disrespect in my yeah. opinion I'll give it to Andrew Renee because she's super professional in what she does and I enjoy her stuff. Yep. Fair yep. enough. All good. All right. Best esports game, Bryce. We've got Rocket League, League of Legends, Dota 2, Counter-Strike, and Overwatch. <laughs> League of Legends is still the most interesting to watch for me, I think. It's it's sad because like I, I've, dropped, I've dropped a lot of League of Legends gameplay in recent years. I don't play it as much as I used to, but... Uh, League of Legends has so much uh, positive garbering around it 
you know the pro players of League of Legends. They're really easy to learn about. Like, a lot of them become memes. Like, Dyrus or, you know, Faker. People like that. And, like, League of Legends as a game is just entertaining to watch. Mm. I'm sure it's the same with people with Dota 2. The two rivaling MOBAs, you know, it just... That's how it is. Um, I don't see much in the way of Rocket League and esports. I haven't in a while, but... Um, that's the one I like to watch the most because it's it's something that's relevant to you. Yeah, it's the most interesting, of course. Uh, and then what were the last two? There, there were so uh, Overwatch and Counter Strike, CSGO, and Overwatch. I mean, I don't really care about CS competitive too much. Mm. I watch I watch an SCS go pro, but you know, like that's about as much. Uh, and Overwatch, Overwatch is only sort of just starting to really take off with esports. So I'm waiting to see where it goes. Is it? Well, yeah, there's been tournaments, don't get me wrong, but they've, they've, they've got their own thing, which is called, like, the Overwatch League or whatever. Okay. They're doing their own thing. Oh, yeah, that was earlier this year. In yeah. Sydney and stuff, yeah. You know, they're, they're trying to work on that, and that's fine. Uh, best esports player. Yeah, uh, no idea, no idea. I, 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 can, I can help with this one. Kuroki, uh, Dota 2, Rie Jong, Overwatch, Nico, Counter-Strike Geo, uh, Cold Zera, Counter-Strike Go, and Faker. League of Legends. Uh, I feel really sorry for Faker, so I have to give it to him. He broke down and cried this year. <laughs> um, he's he's known as pretty much the best mid mid laner in the world, right? Uh, and he he made it. He stuffed up in the last two games of the finals. He was in the grand final. Faker, and Faker, you fucked up, son. He stuffed up really bad, mm-hmm. and he in the last fight he he picked. He picked what a lot of people would just consider an unconventional an unconventional mid, but I really liked it. Uh, and uh, he stuffed up, he got caught, and that led to his team's demise, and that's what lost in the World Championship, and I feel really bad for him. He was upset. He was quite upset, but, you know. Um, I'll give it to Faker. I'll give it to Faker, because yeah, he's super entertaining not? to watch and a nice person, I guess. <laughs> he's a nice person. He's a nice person. Uh, best esports team again. Uh, yeah, no idea. Don't follow. No it. idea. I'm going to give it to Cloud Nine because Cloud Nine has some of the most entertaining streamers. Yeah. <laughs> Forsen is one of my so favorite. Is it streamers. Team Liquid, SK Telecom One, yep. Lunatic Hull, Lunatic High, uh, yeah. Phase Clan, and Cloud Nine. Yeah. Best you be- uh, <laughs> debut indie game presented by Shrik Hydro. Oh no. By Shik Hydro? The Hydro man's back. Do you remember that last year? The big sha- The yeah. guy dressed up as the big shaver. Yeah. Oh. Uh, got Slime Rancher, Mr. Shifty, Hollow Knight, uh, Golf Story, which I've also heard is really good for some reason, and uh, Cuphead. I don't know. Is Hollow Knight and Cuphead. Yeah, I said that. That's what it's. I feel like Slime Rancher was older than this year. Has to be. Mustn't be, or at least late last year. It was late last year, surely. Maybe. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think I'll give it to Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah. Um. The thing is, is that like I like Cuphead and still waiting for that on Switch. I know, <laughs> but Hollow Knight is just so cool. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's edgy little game where you play as a bug but I'm in, I, I'm really intrigued to play it on Switch and stuff and then yeah go Re- there. really like so cool that like a an Adelaide studios mm. managed to make that much of a splash of their game too yeah, yeah it's crazy best Chinese game uh, Monument Valley 2 JX3 HD Gumballs 
uh, Icy and King of Glory, which looks like a League of Legends clone. <laughs> um, I I I can't put my vote on any of these because I'm not Chinese. No. That's the end of that one. <laughs> Alright, so there's one more. There's the big kahuna of this <laughs> list of things... Uh, and that is the game of the year uh, the picks for game of the year so we scroll to the top of this page and we'll talk about it so the current nominees for game of the year are The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Uh Super Mario Odyssey Mm -hmm. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds Persona 5 and Horizon Zero Dawn Mm-hmm. Okay, so judging based on what's going on down this list, I think our pick is pretty damn obvious. Yes. Um, however, uh, I could give it. I could give it to Persona Five with how much time I spent in that game as well. To be honest, uh, Super Mario Odyssey also deserves it. But again, the problem the problem is, is Legend of Zelda seems to just overshadow it with each with each topic we go past there's one game that I did mention doesn't deserve to be on this list <laughs> and that is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds yeah I'm gonna just put my two cents in here before I let you take over and talk about stuff real quick right uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds should not be here in its place should be something like near, in my opinion I don't think that an early access game should be on this list I think the developers are perfectly aware about that too yeah, but the thing is, is that uh, they've been so focused on trying to make this game esports ready instead of fixing it and getting rid of the bots, the cheaters, the the glitches. You know, instead of doing stuff like that, they've been spending money and resourcing time rebranding into a new PUBG sector type thing. Uh, they're spending all this money creating like an esports environment where they have a competition. And people get award, awarded different color pans. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of wasted resource on, again, a game that has potential, but they won't, they won't fix it fast enough. And they've had this update in the test that's only just come to the test server this week that should have been out in about September. It's crazy. Um, and that update fixes a lot of issues. And you know what? It'll probably make me happier with the game. But... They, it really should be their primary focus. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't feel the reason why it shouldn't be here is because it is um, early access. Because a lot of games like Destiny Two and all that are receiving updates all the time as well. Like this game is. Yeah, but the issue is, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like um, but just from just looking at it compared to <laughs> these other games, even you can sort of tell that it's not up there with these games but I think why it has um, found its way up here is because of just the conversation around it and how many people are playing it I think there are a lot of people who probably haven't played any of these games except for PUBG yeah and that's the game they've been playing every night with all their friends had all the crazy gaming moments from this year yeah I think it's uh, so it's sort of a hard one but I think I think it's uh worth being in the conversation I think it's worth it being here so we can discuss it as one of the biggest games this year but I don't think it should win it no necessarily no um you like you were just saying like in terms of like Destiny 2 
getting getting content and stuff and like how that's still ongoing like that's not the issue with PUBG the issue with PUBG is that <laughs> they're still making it the game is damn broken yeah, like yeah. It, it, in in a lot of perspective like perspective the, the game is damn broken <laughs> the most entertaining things people get out of this game are like getting a really satisfying kill winning or finding a bug that just makes the game go retarded <laughs> uh, just just Tell the story you told me earlier, which I found found hilarious about the yeah the the different uh, the different PCs that it can run on. Like oh the graphics, right, the, I thought gotcha. that was really funny. Okay, so um, I've got okay, I've got two stories, and then um, there was the the story I told you was that there was a point with PUBG where if you had a high run it like a high high performance computer, and you were like awesome awesome graphics and stuff like that running and it just looks phenomenal right cool that's great but the thing is is that like uh if you came across a person that was running low and you tried to lay down in some foliage uh to hide yourself the person on low probably wouldn't see that foliage because they've got all their shit down to really low. So you'd just be laying in an open field. I thought that was so funny. I could, I could imagine just... Because uh, I, was, I was playing Fortnite earlier. I'm like, oh, there's a bush. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the idea of the, that bush not being there in someone else's game because their computer's not as good. It's just so funny. Yeah. And and losing, yeah. losing from that, you know, point of view. But, like, it's just... When you look at it from that perspective, like, there's stuff like that all over the game. Uh, and then you know you've got there are funny moments you can't have in the game like for example I landed in one place and the person I was duo queued with landed over like slightly further away from me and I had two pe- two people on another team landed with me and we ended up in this massive like punch out brawl trying to they're trying to kill me and <laughs> I'm trying not to die and then like we had uh, like a music bot going on in discord and we're listening to uh, running in the 90s from the initial D soundtrack yeah and all of a sudden like um I just hear this buggy and I just hear my friend going running in the 90s and he's like driving and he like knocks over one of them and then he comes back around and knocks over the other one while singing this meme ass song (laughs) and I just sat there pissing myself laughing while he's running over these two like I couldn't, I couldn't move or anything. I had to take my hands off the keyboard. I had to try and keep my voice as quiet as possible because my daughter was in the next room, like sleeping, and I'm just like choking on my own laughter. <laughs> like, this, it's the stuff like that. That's the reason it's up here. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not sure that's why it should be in the category. You can do that with a lot of games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's that's not subjective to what was released this year. You can play so many other games that can do that for you. Um, it's just if I I probably wouldn't be as mad about it if they were working on it, but instead they're kind of just like ah oh, esports, mm. and like any of the popular streamers of this game will tell you no, it doesn't deserve it. <laughs> And they'll 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 as give fun you as it is, popular yeah. recent time. Yeah, like you know, you can you can have a game, you can have a day of PUBG where you could be one hundred percent frustrated or one hundred percent satisfied. It's neither it's it's neither one way, like in anywhere in between. Yeah, you know, um, and that's usually due to the cause of the fact that you know cheaters aren't getting banned and bugs are happening or whatever. But then you can have a day where you just don't see any cheaters or you there there are no bugs that happen to you, like. 
it's really janky. They they just need to fix it in general. Uh, so, out of the other four, what do you think of those? Okay, uh, I think I've sung my praises about just about all of them. Um, it's pretty obvious that Zelda's my vote. Yeah, li- likewise, it's my vote too. Persona's been uh, damn good to me. Uh, and I really loved it. It, it. Persona came at a time that I didn't have the internet, so I wasn't distracted. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't distracted by multiplayer games or anything. Yeah, because I was so surprised how quick you got through this game. I was like, oh, because it was so good. You know, and like there was nothing to distract me from it. So, um, I, I really cracked it out, and it came at just the best time for me. And it was a damn good video game. And um, I was recommending it to everyone when I was twenty hours in. I'm just like, dude, you have to play it. It's such a good game. Um, yeah, I'm glad I picked up the steel book. I got the steel book at my, in my in my case, uh, my cabinet, and yeah, I like it. Mm. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. Obviously, Mario Odyssey and Zelda—they've just been the perfect games this year for the Switch. And it's really hard to say either one of them deserves this award less. You yeah. know, just Zelda gets my pick is just how fun it was to um, explore the yeah. land. Um, with, with these other games, like Persona is a top-notch RPG. Horizon's a top-notch open-world game. And Super Mario Odyssey is a top-notch uh, 3D platform adventure game. Mm-hmm. But I think where like, Zelda's sort of... It's changed things. Like, yeah. the way you, you think about exploring the worlds. Like, Horizon, like, playing it, all I wanted to do was go over there and... Uh, see things but you you can't get there and you can't you get to a top of the hill and you've got to look for a little tr- path down otherwise you're going to jump and you're going to die mm. and like you're constantly thinking that after playing Zelda and also like you're drawn to checkpoints a lot more as well right yeah. so you I don't know it's sort of like exploring like as you it, lose your freedom of adventure it, it, to it, a degree yeah but in saying that the story is still still there where Zelda's sort of it's, it's got a very good story if you like you've got to go and piece it together it feels like it's lacking because of it though yeah yeah. so you know there's pros and cons to both but especially I think Zelda 100% benefited from being on the Switch as well yeah yeah like having having the hype as well as just the functional use of being able to put it in your pocket and yeah. take it with you so you can play I, I played Zelda for, you know, two hours, three hours, five hours at a time, but I also played for 15 minutes at a time, mm-hmm. just doing a shrine here and there. Yeah, because you don't have to stop. You have like, sit in a room and then pick up a controller and turn it on, and then 15 minutes later, you're like, well, that was a fun, like, five mm. minutes. It takes no longer to turn on than it takes to turn on your phone. Look at a YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I've been able to play it the most out of any game this year. Yep, Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think it's well deserving of it, and I really do hope it wins it in the next when when it actually comes up. Yeah, I hope I hope it got the votes it needed to become game of the year, and I hope that if Player Unknown's Battlegrounds developers have to go and accept an acceptance speech, that they'll say no, <laughs> this game doesn't deserve it. Sorry, we're not done with it until it's finished. It's not worth it. Mm. But it, yeah, in saying that, Mario Odyssey like it changed Mario like a decent amount, but. At at the core, it's still Mario with some yeah with some benefits of you know not being kicked out the level. You can just keep exploring. Yeah, yeah. It's still still such a joyful video game, and 
especially Horizon, especially when you think about it's coming from Gorilla, who's the Killzone developers. Yeah. Think about how how many how much you killed about how much you cared about Killzone. Well, yeah, of not, course. Yeah, not at all. No. <laughs> Whereas it's just such an awesome uh, change for the studio as well as well for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, we got through all that. Jeez. Yeah, we did. That took a long time, actually. It took a lot longer than I thought it would. How long are we at? Hour and almost and a half. There we all right. go. All right. Well, well, it's time to wrap that up. Then, it is time to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. It did go a bit longer than we usually go. But uh, we're going to end up with Nintendo Jukebox. And this week, we've got The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild remix. And it's a remix by Holder. I think we've had Holder on the show before. Um, like, like a remix, not him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We'll uh, catch you later. And, uh, yeah. What are we going to talk about next week, bros? What are we going to talk about next week? I don't know. All right. We'll see. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, quick, quick plugs. Twitter's. Twitter, yeah. Yep. Find me at iDruby. You can find Bryce at... Bryce DeWitt. Yep, and you can find The House of Mario at The House of Mario. And we're uh, currently in plans of discussing some, some things for the show next year, which we're going to hopefully make cool. Yeah. All right. All right, we'll see you next week, guys. <laughs>